And we're back. Sorry for the delay getting this out, everyone, but, you know, real life shit got in the way. But we're here now. Just Riffin lives. Um, Ted, what's up? Uh, after a, uh, after a, uh, what, two weeks break? How long have we been gone for? About, like, two weeks, weeks tops. I think there was, like, a solid week, or was it even, was it two? I believe it might have been two weeks. I think it was two. Um, gave us plenty of time for me to not get anything done for the podcast jay on the other hand jay jay read 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 off your shirt what's your shirt say oh well who are we who are we talking about today jay's been so stoked to review this i'm really glad we're getting this out um real quick um i just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has supported us up until now because i felt like with all the drama we were experiencing like outside like in school just in general (laughs) work there was at least for me one or two moments where like maybe we should just call this thing a hiatus and just call it off but you know every time one of us had one of those thoughts we would get someone who just came up and told us that they love the podcast um i mean just last night we were oh, at yeah. a drowning show and romario from through and through came up to us and told us how much he likes the podcast and Which, I, know, I mean hearing stuff like hearing stuff like that it hearing stuff like that and yeah away. hearing stuff like that is so much different hearing stuff like that in person is so much different than um, seeing people like sharing the uh, podcast on over like social media platforms. Not that I'm saying that that isn't much as like credential or anything, but like when you get people that approach you in person and are telling you how much they appreciate or how much they really like what you're doing, how much they really fucks with your craft and everything, it really does like mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Like later, like I mean, later on that night on the train ride home, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, there's, wow, there's people out there that actually listen to us it's i know dude cool. i was uh so thank you from the bottom of our I hearts got, to you uh, i got a really great I, I guess review from justin the singer of this atlanta band called accept um and that blew me away it still blows my mind that there are people in puerto rico listening to us you know seriously what I mean? that's wild that's that like blows how many miles away <laughs> um so thank you to everyone who thank you down in yeah. there thank you through and through yeah, th- it's just from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to everyone who's listened to an episode, who supported us, who hypes us. Um, you are the ones who keep this thing going. Um, without further ado, I finally get to gush about Atlanta Hardcore <laughs> proper. Uh, my band, Abuse of Power, released a new EP probably like a month now ago. I think it was in, yeah, April, like that. sometime in April. Um, yeah, I know the vinyls come out in June, but yeah, uh, the digital was released April twelfth. Um, I am wearing. I have my abuse of power hoodie. I'm wearing my abuse of power T-shirt. I got my abuse of power thong ready. Uh, that doesn't exist, but if they made those, I would buy one. Um, I love this band, and I'm finally ready to get to gush about them on the podcast. So. Before we dive into the music, Ted, you have some experience with Abuse of Power, so this will be kind of cool, because it's one yeah. person who absolutely loves them, one person who's somewhat unaware of them, so real quick, fill everyone in on how you know them. I know them from um, last this past this past winter, when I went out to America's Hardcore Fest in Boston, they were one of the uh, bands on the lineup that was playing the uh, first night at the Elks Lodge, I believe, in the uh, basement of the Hardcore Stadium. And now I was actually talking with Jay about how quite about how 
quite a few of the bands on that lineup I wasn't entirely familiar with, but I really that's that's what that's what really drew me to the festival is that I would not only be visiting one of my close friends, Alan Boston, being having the privilege to go to this festival with, but I was gonna be exposed to all these bands that I knew about, I just wasn't entirely familiar with. So it was a really great experience and I, ca- I caught abuse of power. I didn't know a whole lot uh, a whole lot of music by them, but I really but I wanted to keep it that way. It felt very unique and special to be like surprised by their performance, mm-hmm. and it really it it took me away. It blew me away. I would really like to see those guys again someday. They're definitely at the forefront of that like youth crew revival sound. That's yeah, happening absolutely. Right now. They they most um, definitely are. Let's see. I first saw Abuse of Power. They were part of the second Wrecking Ball Festival. Um, I saw him again at an after show <laughs> that night, and then um, I never really I hadn't dived into local music that much that summer. I didn't really dive in until I got back to Chicago for my sophomore year. Um, but I'm sure you remember from all the texts I was sending you when I went home to Atlanta for winter break. I dove in hard into the local. Got to make music. up for lost time. Yeah, <laughs> I saw, uh, I saw Abuse of Power three times that like those six weeks I was home, three. Yeah, yeah, three times. Three times um, in a month. That's wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see, because it was the two wrecking balls, two wrecking ball sets. One in November, well, one December in the house show. Yeah, so I saw Abuse of Power five times in their first year of being a band. That's wild. Like, that's something that you're gonna re- look back on and reflect on and remember once when, like years years later down down the line. Yeah, what, their first demo came out in February of 2016. I didn't catch them the first time until the summer, but I definitely made up for lost time. Um, and, you know, Atlanta hardcore is somewhat not on the map in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's definitely not the first place you think of for having great hardcore bands. Um, With and, the exception of, of course, Foundation, yeah, I was Framework say, of Atlanta we've had, Straight Edge. Like, instilled and out crowd were big, but no one really paid attention, I'd say, until Foundation broke through. And then um, after Foundation broke up, I'd say Criminal Instinct was flying the Atlanta flag for a minute. All right. Um, and, you know, Criminal Instinct's still active, but I think they're primarily based out of L.A. now, and so I'd say Abuse of Power is the, the Atlanta hardcore band right now. Um. <laughs> They've released. They've actually released quite a number of um, releases for. I mean, the past year. I was just they've looking got, at their Bandcamp, and what do they have? Like they've we got have a three-song demo? demo, two singles, and now an EP out on Triple B. Now, which is the one that I own? Because the back demo. during the winter, yeah, you gave yeah. me their demo. On I a grabbed 45. a couple of Abuse of Power forty fives while seeing them, and gave one to Ted, and kept one for myself. I've been listening to it, non-stop. and I've already pre-ordered the new EP on <laughs> mint green vinyl. Tight. I am excited for that to show up. But, you order um, me my copy. What? You no. Order me. Why not? <laughs> That's Come on, on you, dude. Um, I'm broke. I'm spending too much money on Sound and Fury. Can you help? Then me, Then don't please? go to Sound and Fury. It's too late. I have <laughs> to go. Do you want to do this review or not? <laughs> I'm down. Let's All right. Dive into so it. without further bullshitting, here is our <laughs> review. Talk about of When Then Becomes Now by Abuse of Power. I just want to say before we dive into it, I like this album art. It um I'm trying to figure out like what what movie this actually reminds me. It actually reminds me of a cover of a book that I've read. It kind of feels like Fantasia y to me. It does. It it actually really does. Um what's Fantasia? Really? <laughs> 
I'm joking. I'm joking. I know um, what Fantasia is. It's funny you bring up kind of like the story aspect of it because this is the description of the album on Triple B's website. Let me read it real quick. All right. A musically gifted orphan, Lon, Halen Trammell, runs away from his orphanage and searches Atlanta for his birth parents. On his journey, he's taken under the wing of the wizard, Lucky Hunter, a homeless man who lives in an abandoned theater. After discovering his talent, the wizard gives Lon the name Big Lon and devises a plan to profit from his talent. Little does Lon know that his parents, Keb, Caleb Perdue, and Yoon, Yoon Sangdu, are searching for him too. The stars eventually align and the four being... The four begin using their talents and musicianship for good. Abuse of Power was born, raging onto the scene with catchy riffs, sing-alongs, and raging breakdowns in the vein of outspoken Chain of Strength and Resurrection. The Atlanta Quartet plan on spreading their ferocious tunes to the world now and forever. Wow, that's incredibly <laughs> idealistic. <laughs> I love that shit, That's dude. wild, yeah. Um, yeah, um, first song, When Then Becomes Now. Thoughts? Then becomes now the heavy riffs, like really the heavy, like sludgy riffs, really, really Where do you drew get me sludgy in. Sludgy riffs from this. You know me. I've used fucking. I use like so many. I use so many of the wrong words to describe different things. I fucking. I I described Alanis Morris as heavy to Logan. <laughs> you I described sorority noise as heavy. I described anything did. I like as heavy. For sludgy, anything that sounds minorly like clunk 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 clunk. Kind of like that clucky kind of like bass, mm-hmm. youth crewy kind of sound, youth of today type shit. I'm gonna describe it as sludgy. <laughs> I don't care if it's incorrect. Great. But I could two step all fucking day to this track. There, I, yeah. You could two step all fucking day to the whole entire the whole EP. All, whole, it's so fun. All five songs. It's heavy, and I mean like the um the when when then becomes now like the repeatedly like saying you like really get like that but, really yeah. thrashy throwing in your face kind of vibe. I definitely, I, I fucks with it. I really want to see these guys again. Oh my god, I'm so excited to see, see them, them for again. the hundredth time. How many? Seven. It times will be now? six whenever I get to see them again because they're cur- be they're what on tour with Terror and God's Hate right now. I saw that and how I'm bummed so out. So jealous. You that I won't you were be able to see that. Wow, aren't I'm so they mad? Did they did they hit Atlanta or did no? They, well, they didn't? no, they are hitting Atlanta. I'm just not going to be in Atlanta then. Uh, Haley will be seeing it, and I'm really lucky. upset. <laughs> Because they're, I know we're getting sidetracked, but they're playing like the best hardcore venue in Atlanta. It's just this one room, really tiny stage, like yay high, and Terror's playing. So that's going to be wild. Opening. I'm really interested because Atlanta is real loyal to their bands. Like everyone from every sound comes out to every Atlanta show. So I'm, I'm wondering like. So I always love to go around, and that's for sure. I'm re- I really want to see how the crowd reacts to like the hometown band for that show. Um, but yeah, um, when then becomes now, I such a good. It's such a good opener because it just gets you pumped up. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, like that chant you were talking about. It really just gets you up. And, Chants and really, really it, do rile up the fucking crowd. It yeah. is. I could definitely see that as one where like kids are going to be piling over each other, climbing, mm-hmm. piling on each other, climbing over each other to like sing into the mic. So that's going to be wild for the rest that. of the EP. Oh yeah. Um, lyric wise, I think this song really, you know, represents all that abusive power like writes about. The line that sticks out to me is at the end. It goes, "No, we can't let the worst of our past repeat itself again. We've come too far to let them win." 
See that that I definitely could get down with that. I, know, I definitely dude, after fucks the, with. That's some like, like his historiography type shit right like there. Both of those bands are talented as hell, but the 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 negative the negative vibes that Foundation and Criminal Instinct gave <laughs> off, it's cool that there's a like I don't want to say posy because it's not in the same fun like everything is like okay, stay positive vein, but it's like in your face positivity. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's trying to get to a positive end like it, it it's inspirational i guess is the word i'm looking yeah, for yeah like um, when the shit piles up get a shovel stop <laughs> um we're not gonna bring expire into another another episode oh, he of this. said it he said expire i've um, been keeping track of how many times we say expire. i'm sure someone can start a poll <laughs> for us uh yeah when then becomes now great opener to this ep um any more thoughts it's fucking it's it's Oh, like I say, it's heavy, and I just like really love like the. You don't know like, what heavy like, means. I know what heavy means. It's my own need. It's my way of. Zach shaking his head at me again. All I really need is to see is to see these guys right now. Now, without further ado, diving into what the second track. Yep, second track. All I need, which um, was the second single off this EP. The drums and the bridge really drew me in, mm-hmm. diving into it. Um, I know every time they play this song, Caleb, the singer, always says, always like dedicates this song to the Atlanta scene and all the friends they've made through hardcore. And I, I, I don't know. I love that because at the heart of it, at least for me, hardcore is about bringing people together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, to quote a Blood for Blood song, problematicness aside, <laughs> um, it's, t- to paraphrase, Hardcore is about finding friendship in a cold, hard world and finding family where you had none, I think is the line. Um, I mean, everyone's a case-by-case basis, but I think that's a pretty good blanket statement for what hardcore does. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think of this song? Well, I really... I don't know about you, but I got I, I came across sort of an old-school type of like punky kind of vibe from it. And I mean that could be. I got like, that vibe that sound, more on the next song. You but did. I'll save that. I yeah, the stray voltage, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got I got that I got like an old school like combination of like the adolescence and Bane from from that song. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute in a second. But um, for all I need, like like I said, I don't know why I just got this like really like old school kind of like in your face kind of like punky in- instrumentation from from that song. And I'm trying to like think of a band that that like instru- instrumentationally wise that they reminded me of on that track. But I cannot think of it for the life of me. But overall, like the instrumentation in it, like the the drums and the bass, the clucky the clucky bass bass riffs, mm-hmm. and the uh, noisy outro, just like really like drew drew me drew me into it. I love the message behind this song. It's I mean I sort of touched on it, but it's basically about you know finding yourself regardless of what pressures you feel to tell yourself what to do or not um yeah and just like making yourself happy and fuck what anyone thinks yeah like at the end of the day that's such an important thing to hear like it it's very like on the nose and like kind of corny but really if if you're happy and you're not hurting anyone fuck what people have to say about it you know what i mean hell yeah and that's what this song is all about to me um yeah all you need is yourself we're blowing (laughs) I feel like we're blowing through these songs, but Abuse of Power is such a, like, this may just be me gushing, but it's a 
just reading the words don't do it justice. You really have to listen to it and even then see them experience because their their shows are just so intense. I remember um, I saw them at a house show and they were covering Can't Close My Eyes by Youth of Today. That would have been so tight and to see. <laughs> it, it was a house, so there was no stage. Um, and Caleb, their vocalist, just grabs the collar of my shirt and shoves the mic in my face and, and has me like scream, can't close my eyes. It was that's always so fun. Um, you should was, elaborate more on like more on their shows because I mean, like you have so much more experience yeah, than I do with I'll, seeing I them. I can yeah. talk about that. But let's get through the EP. Um, this may turn into more of a me gushing about abuse of power than actually examining uh, <laughs> EP. But do you have any more thoughts on all I need? I really, I really digged it. And along much like much like when then when then becomes now, the uh, the cl- the like clucky bass riffs in it mm-hmm. and um, the like heavy like drums in the bridge, I just really like dug the shit out of it. And like I said, like I really hope that they come up to Chicago sometime soon. Do you think they might be on the Life and Death tour? I, I don't even know <laughs> if the Life and Death tour is happening this summer. It's happening. It happens every summer. They when does it get announced? It. From what I remember last year, when I saw when I saw the when I saw the lineup last year, it was released around the time after I saw Basement and Turnstile play at the Bottom Lounge, mm-hmm. and that was actually about that was mid April. So you know what? When the fuck is that? Where is that lineup? It if should be it out happens, by now. I'd say they're a possibility. Um, but they really they get some triple B band triple B label yeah. bands. They had Fury last year. Yeah, I, Power the Trip. only reason I'm hesitant to say for sure is they'll have just gotten off a tour with Terror. That makes sense. Um, that does make sense. I hope they do a lot of some good hometown shows this summer. I'm really looking forward yeah, to getting back into too. the local scene. Um, my closing thoughts on all I need is for anyone who's found their place in hardcore. This song will definitely speak to you. Um, yeah. Uh, song number three, Stray Voltage. It's funny you talked about the OG punk rock vibe to this because the like intro riff to this song gives me a Lexicon Devil vibe. I'd have to go back and listen to it, but now that you mention it, that's going to be in my mind and me being a diehard Germs fan that I am. That fuck, I really want to listen to this. Right, I really want to listen to this right now we'll because I was I was in between yeah. recordings because I was like because I was getting I was getting an adolescence kind of vibe instrumentation wise and then like um, energy and vocals I was getting a uh, Bane kind of uh, there's definitely like an vi- old school influence to these guys you know what I mean they like, the most definitely do sound like a uh, late nineties Revelation Records outfit which I mean is yeah. Is is a very positive thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely! My book. Um, Fucking love Revelation. Yeah, uh, stray voltage thoughts feels. Uh, the the like old the mixture the mixture of the old school like adolescence kind of like punky instrumentation to it. I didn't really like study like lyrically lyrically like what stray voltage was about if you'd like to if you'd like to like dive into like i mean you can finish your thoughts i'm looking at the lyrics right now but uh, you can finish your thought but overall it's just another song like one after the other on this on this record is just like heavy heavy hitting but just like so much like energy that you can't you can't sit still while listening to this record you gotta be like on the go like 
in motion, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you're like walking or going out for a jog to the bus stop or something. It's not, it's definitely not like a sit down, relax kind of record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to sit down with the guys and talk about what the lyrics are about. Cause I, I'm straight up. I'm only guessing. Um, <laughs> I do not mean to say this is what this song is about. Uh, but that's, the, that's the beautiful thing about this kind of music. You, yeah. You're free to create your own meaning. Um, it To me, it just echoes the sentiment I get from the whole EP of just find your place in the world and don't let anyone direct you, steer you wrong. Just do what's right for you. Do you think that's a uh, reoccurring theme throughout the, uh, throughout the record? I'd say so. Um, I don't know if it's a recurring theme throughout all of their catalog but i think it's well, they really only have the three song demo a b-side to secure and then the b-side to all i need was a cover but mm. who was the cover by again was that a youth of today cover x members of x Mem- all right yeah the um it's the cover is their song this isn't goodbye so, all right I believe they played that cover at America's Hardcore Fest. I guess you just weren't paying attention. I really wasn't paying attention because during that show, I was just like really like caught up in the moment of like two stepping and throwing yeah. down and everything. Oh, it's, it, they're they're such talented musicians. It's so easy to just get lost in the sound and just go off during their yeah, shows. Absolutely. I feel that. Um, I mean, it was one of those shows where, like, regardless if you like heard a cover, if you weren't like too familiar with it, you weren't going you. For, me personally, I wasn't going to like take the time and like realize, oh, hey, they're covering this song, right? Because like I was just like so like caught up in the energy and atmosphere of the uh, of of the show, but it was it was insane. In ter- yeah, in terms of the themes, going back to that, I this EP is more introspective than their demo was. I, I love their demo to death. I've played it a countless number of times, but whatever the target of the demo was i feel like they've sort of moved on and lyrically turned into themselves in terms of their themes and content now which is great i love that shit yeah um yeah they developed a uh what you mean by that like they developed them they sort of like developed their sound to have like their do 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 you see where i'm getting at they pretty much found themselves (laughs) Not even that. I'd say just like lyrically, they've like redirected their focus. All right. Because the the first song, the first demo, has a lot of like like some of their lyrics are "see straight through you, my brother, no more." It's a lot about like you, this other person, what you did, and how I'm gonna come back from that. All right. And now, to me, this EP is a lot more at looking at myself, looking inside. You see where I'm going with so that? It goes from like first person like view to like point of view of like situations to viewing like the inner like person themselves and like mistakes they've made and like what they could do. Uh, not, not first person, yeah. but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I guess introspective is the word we keep dancing around. It's yeah. a lot more self-reflective. Um, I got stray voltage is every time I listen through, it's the, I just love the instrumentation on this one so much. This is my like real dancing track, and all right, I, I need to study the lyrics harder on this <laughs> one. My phone like fucks up, and it'll only show lyrics on some of the songs, so I need to like sit down on my computer and study this one. Um, I'm just really forgetful about reading the lyrics. Don't forget the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, these guys are good. 
want to listen to AFI. <laughs> <laughs> um, My thoughts exactly right. Any now. more thoughts on Stray Voltage? It's fucking heavy. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Line um, break. Line break. Number four. Thoughts. Slow jamming. The like slow jammy intro that like. There's like a thirty second intro on this. Like I dig the first see, listen. I'm like, where are the words? <laughs> Jay's flipping out. Where are the words? I want to hear lyrics and screaming and whatnot. And me on the other hand, I'm just like jamming to. I'm like, man, this is nice. This is some like two steppy that, type nothing shit. New this... To abuse of power though. Like there's a song on their demo called Through You, which is one of my favorite songs of theirs. But Oh, half the through? song stop <laughs> half the song isn't in, like intro and like the the words don't come in until half like halfway through the song see i like stuff like that it gives it gives like here here's the thing i feel like this song the song would the song would just be like really great really fantastic to hear live because like the slow jamming intro will really like break apart like the crowd into like doing like the side to sides and whatnot and the like really slow two-steppy parts and then speeding up you would the crowd would like gather formulate back together and then just like really start going at it screaming out the vocals scream out the lyrics i'm not trying to shit on instrument like instrumental tracks but my i connect to music through the words first understandable and so when there's an instrumental, it's a lot harder for me to get into when it. There's and an instrumental, it drives Jay mental. <laughs> Why are you rhyming all of a sudden? <laughs> um, I've been reading a lot of Dr. Seuss, listening to a lot of Snoop Dogg. I am slightly over Dr. Seuss because I'm <laughs> I'm one of the dramaturgs for a production of Cat in the Hat at my school, but... That's not what this podcast is about. I got to shelf his books all day at work. <laughs> We're tired of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> this podcast not brought to you by Dr. Seuss. Um, line break. Abuse of power. Back on topic. We're the most professional podcast ever. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I was really studying the lyrics on my way over here, and it's just so sad. Like, beautiful in a sad way. It... it, it what I got from it is it's about saying goodbye to someone dear to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, my first listen through, I thought this was like a broken up band. But the more I look at it, it feels like a dead loved one, a passed on loved one. Okay. Um, and it's like celebrating the life and the effect they had on you in like now that they've passed on. So like reflecting and looking back at times when... You could you could even apply you could probably apply this song to like going through a falling out with like someone looking instead of looking back on um not not instead of looking back instead of focusing on like how much like how hurt you are how pissed off you are it's important to like look back and reflect on like memories that have has happened like you can't go back you can't start again but you could be happy that they had that they happened I guess so um like the the first not stanza, that's a poetry term. But the yeah, first it's a poetic term. Verse, I guess, I don't know. I won't forget what you did for me, ignited a spark I wish you could see, words you never spoke still ring in my head, the end of your life as a new one begins. I like that. I do too. It's, it's, it's cel- like I said, celebrating the life of someone and then the life they created, the effect they had on other oh, yeah. people. Um. This is... Drawing back to... My bad, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, I was just going to say, you know how we went on the through and through review, we talked about how there's that sleeper song yeah. that's not like the big song everyone goes to, but the more you listen to it, the more you yeah. like it. 
I think this is going to be that song for me. For for me, like drawing back to when you were talking about how lyrically wise, it gives off kind of like a really like melodic, I'm not melodic, melancholy atmosphere to it. Talking about like past loved ones and whatnot, I really like how it that fits together with in my book. This song is really fun to listen to. Yeah, so that's one thing that I've always loved about certain songs is that you could grab like super like gloomy, um, melancholy lyrics and then add them to morph them together with a fun up, upbeat kind of riff so it's like a melting pot of like sadness and happiness it helps not bring you down yeah it helps it, not it bring you down it lets you process the thoughts and feelings but you like come out on the other side of it you don't get lost in it that's my favorite that's yeah. honestly like one of my top favorite things that bands do and one this, of my favorite bands Comeback Kid does that so much on the Awake the Dead record yeah I was just gonna say say this song is very Bane in that sense you know what I mean there we go it's yes, very it Bane um I cried when we saw Bane. Me too. I'll own that. That was an emotional show. That's an emotional band. Uh, yeah, I really like Line I miss Break. Bane. I was just listening <laughs> to it on repeat on the way over here. Like Line Break or fuck. Bane? Line Break. I listen to stuff we review before recording, Ted. I listen to stuff we review, and then I listen to Bane. Should we move on to the final song on this EP? <laughs> Let's get it. Secure, one of my all-time favorite Abuse of Power songs re-recorded for this EP. I was going to ask you about this. Um, not, I'm not too familiar with their catalog, but were there any re-recordings on this record? Uh, yeah, so there are two secure? re-recordings. Um, All I Need and Secure both came out as singles with like a B-side. How do they compare to the original recordings in your book? Because um, a lot of times, me personally wise, I really like original recordings compared to like final finished or finished products because it gives you like an idea of like the sound that they were going for at the time. And I I, I really like listening to like original recordings before I hear. We were talking about this uh, a week or so ago. Um, even if I like the original recording better. I'll tend to listen to the latest version of it, and even though, because that's how the band wants it to sound, so I want to honor that. That makes um, sense. That's that's a good that's a good strat- strategy. With that actually. being said, I am ecstatic with the new version of both songs. Um, all I need was it recorded live. I don't know. The single it was great, but the single was a different quality than the demo and the secure single. Um, and I think it sounds great. It, it wasn't even that bad. It was just, I, I, you know how much I look for the words and I couldn't make out the yeah. words as easily in that recording. Um, I think it is recorded beautifully on this EP. Secure, I was a little cautious of because Secure in its B-side landslide. Also, everyone who's interested, go listen to Landslide. Don't let that song be lost. Um, yeah, it's a great Smashing Pumpkins cover. Stop. <laughs> is that, that's not even the... I, they I do a I'm, better job than Fleetwood Mac shut Stevie Nicks up. or whoever the fuck originally sings it. Stevie Nicks, listen, bring it down. Stop, Let's get backtrack Ted. into... Uh, backtrack. Let's talk about Abuse of Power. <laughs> For a comparison, the single version of Secure clocked in at 3 minutes 9 seconds. The version on the EP, 231. No, I think I kind of... I'll, I'll have to listen to the original recording. This version but I, sounds so much angrier and i love it do you think it sounds like angrier because it's more like anger is added to it because Uh, the passion there's just more no because the first version was passion too there's just like 
the emotion feels raw, if that makes All sense. Right. Um, a little raw. faster. Um, and I've just been listening to this song so much. Um, this song is all about like, to me, the, the self doubt and questioning the, you know, the stereotypes were ingrained to believe in. Mm. Like the first line is thought by now I'd be secure facing, confronting, branding each other to make ourselves feel pure. Oh, that's, that's some cool shit. Um, I want to know what the inspiration and is. And the, the, there's lyrics. this repeated that's line really of can we grow? Just like, again, like what we were talking about on the what is hardcore mean to us yeah, discussion. Yeah. It's all about self-growth, self-betterment. Um, suppressed feelings and fears, controlling who I am. Um, I want to know if I push you away, will you still think of me? Who in the breakdown went repeatedly like, I want to know. That's another question I had. Heavy who does guest hell. vocals on this song? Because I cannot figure it out. Well, you're asking the wrong person. Let's ask our listeners. So who anyone, does guest vocals? Anyone who knows, please tell us. Because um, I want to know. The In this version, <laughs> the when I think it's... What line is it? It's the guest vocals, and he's like, I think he's saying the dismiss, and Caleb just comes in screaming dismissed before the final chant. I love it. Um, I'm gushing and not making sense. Ted, what are your thoughts about this song? The fucking breakdown goes in heavy as heavy as hell when I'm hearing like the I want to know and. Also, like throughout a repeated, um, repeated instrumentation throughout the uh, throughout the record, the really like clucky bass bass. I feel like th- is is that going to be like their like established sound? Because I really like the uh, the cl- the clucky bass riffs that repeat throughout the uh, throughout the records. I mean throughout throughout the record, and then like drawing back a little bit into the beginning. The beginning has like a little bit of like a noisy feedback going on from from what mm-hmm. I remember correctly, and that's something that of course. Me being me, I like I like intros, and that wasn't like much of like it, like a uh, drawn out intro by I me. Mean, just like that kind of like noisy feedback is always like drawing me in. Like you can almost compare that to like when you listen to a song like Police Story by Black Flag, the mm-hmm. the like like the, the the sound of like the amp just being like plugged in or like mm-hmm. some shit like that. And I I really dig it. I like like I've said like I've said like throughout throughout this episode. Please come to Chicago and play a They're show. They're so good, dude. Yeah. I, I love this band. I cannot wait to see what them. What venue again. could you picture them? Pl- would you want to see them perform at in Chicago? Uh, Cobra, Beat Kitchen, Downstairs? I'd say Downstairs. Downstairs? I'm just used to seeing them on a really small stage. I'd really... There's quite a few bands that are even like big name bands that I would like to see at Downstairs. Yeah. Um, I've... I'm sorry this wasn't that professional, but I just gush whenever I talk about this band, and I'm a little rusty from the two weeks off. But, Ted, closing thoughts on When Then Becomes Now. Come to Chicago. Play the whole entire EP. Play Any the whole thoughts entire on record. the EP itself? It's heavy. It hits hard. It gets me fucking two-stepping. When I listen to it on my way, when I'm walking my dog, I don't take my dog for walks anymore. I take my dog for two steps. It's such a heavy, solid record. Motherfuckers better start laughing at that. <laughs> I was so lame, dude. Um, if you couldn't tell, I love this band. I love this EP. I love the scene. Um, everyone who likes hardcore music should go listen to this. It's 11 minutes. You can't find 11 minutes to sit down and listen to an EP. takes me 11 minutes to walk from my house to the train station. Um, I listen to the, Such a great fucking it's record. A, it's a great record. Um, if you, Off of New Age Records, right? They're, they, no. No. 
the because I just saw your sleeve, yeah, New Age Records old, older shirt. Uh, their demo was re-released on New Age. All um, right, and this is out on Triple B, and I can't believe we haven't talked about that at all. Triple B is like one of the biggest hardcore it's labels. The framework right now. for all of the youth. Crew They're the revival, home yeah. for that youth crew revival, and I'm so stoked for these guys to be on such a label like that. Um. Diving without, this is getting way off topic and something we're going to discuss on another episode, but congratulations to Spine for being signed to, um, signed to, uh, Bridge Nine Records, but I'm signed, I'm getting to it. I'm actually, I was expecting out of all labels for them to be signed to Triple B. Uh, I just had to get that off my mind. You you expected Spine to be signed to Triple B? I don't know why. For some reason that was like in the back of my mind. I could picture them being on Triple B Records. Huh. (laughs) Like you said, that's a discussion for another time. I want to close out on Abuse of Power. Um, Abuse of Power. Great band, great guys. If you're interested, you can download it digitally for five bucks, either on Abuse of Power's Bandcamp or the Triple B Bandcamp. And on Triple B's website, you can you can pre-order their vinyl, which will come out this summer. Um. You're going to pick me up a copy of that vinyl, right? No, that's on you, my dude. Uh, I got to um, save my money. I, I just love this band. <laughs> Ted, into the next segment, should we play the kind folks and a song off of When Then Becomes Now? Yes, we should. I want to hear... My vote is for Secure. What's your vote for? I was going to say Line Break, but let's hear Secure. Are you? Do, Let's what, hear secure. Mind? Let's hear right. secure. My band, my song. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is secure by Abuse of Power off of their new EP. When then becomes now available on Triple B Records. Support Atlanta hardcore.
That was Secure by Abuse of Power off their new EP, When Then Becomes Now, which is available through Triple B Records. Uh, Moving into the next segment, something I want to talk about is how music affected us in non-musical ways. Because for those who don't know, I'm currently at a theater school at DePaul, um, and I'm always talking about how music influenced me and tying music into theater, and they're like, and I've always heard the, well, if you like music so much, why aren't you a musician? Why aren't you doing theater? And... I mean, we talked about on the on past episodes. It's just music is so crucial to our identities. So, most definitely plays a role in like our everyday life absolutely. and influences us. So, my in question outside of music, uh, you musical just events. touched on. My question <laughs> is, how does music influence us in non-musical ways? And I know you've got a really interesting yeah. story of how music led you on the path to what you're majoring in right now. So, do you want to? tell that oh hell yeah i'll dive into it right away honestly like all cliches thrown thrown aside like all of the everything that you've heard like oh if i didn't discover music i wouldn't be the person that i was like for, forget about all those cliches for just like a brief like 20 minutes that i'm gonna dive into this and i mean that and when i say this i genuinely mean this like wholeheartedly if it were not for if it were not for me discovering the um music of skinny puppy I would not be I would not be majoring in what I'm majoring in. I'm majoring in history at Northeastern University. I just finished up my semester. I would not have the ideals and framework in in I would I would not have like the mindset that I have today. And I'm not saying that Skinny Puppy lyrically their beliefs their beliefs are practically my beliefs. What I'm trying to say is that it, their beliefs and um, ideas kind of like shaped my mindset and helped me see things that I see issues in the world that I never once thought were there. I, yeah, like I, I wouldn't say that, you know, bands like Leftover Crack or Anti-Flag like 100% shaped what I believe in, but it definitely they've opened, played a role. It, it definitely, it, I wouldn't even think about those issues if it wasn't for that music. Oh, yeah, it opened definitely. that internal dialogue for me to start thinking about those things. Um, like, I mean, for, for one, one perfect prime example, I'm not going to like go too much into how I discovered skinny puppy, if you will. But, um, for, for those of you who, I should have said this from the get go. For those of you who don't, who do not know, uh, skinny puppy is a uh, legendary industrial band from, um, Vancouver, You've definitely Canada. mentioned them yeah, before. I've, if they're tuning in, they probably have an idea. <laughs> Check them out. That all I've got to say is just like check them what out. What song or album of theirs was it that got you into history? I'd have to say. Am I jumping probably, ahead? Is there more to the story? There's a little more to the story, but you started at a, a perfect, uh, a perfect focal point. But um, a record of theirs that really, that really like drove, that really took me into that. A record of theirs that really exposed me to issues that I didn't know that were existing in the world would be their 1988 release of uh, Vivisect Vi, which is actually an interesting play on words. The record itself is, is supposed to be entitled Vivisection, which for those of you who don't know, and I didn't know at the time being like 10, 11, 12 years old, that Vivisection was the act 
of physically like dissecting, cutting open an animal, a live animal, if you will, on a mm-hmm. testing operational table and testing certain like cosme- cosmetic products, um, medicines on the animal. And the record, the record itself, Vivisect Vi, the, the set, the, the Vi is VI, ruminoma, like, it does a play on, play on words for like the Roman numerals of 666 tying like the actions of vivisection with Satanism, which I has, which I've always found to be very, very interesting. Is it pronounced vivisect vi or vivisect six? Vivisect six, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's something that, you know, when, when I, when I first heard the record, I just immediately assumed vivisect vi because I mean, oh, being I, 10 I years totally old, who the that. fuck knows what Roman numerals so are except for Rocky to, Balboa. It's so hard to re learn that shit. yeah like i know this is totally getting off track but you know the sonic the hedgehog video games right yeah of course there's a stage in the third one that's spelled hydro city <laughs> but I, I i think the pronunciation is hydrosity that hydrosity. sounds more but i know there's like a flame war on the internet about fuck you it's hydrosity <laughs> no fuck you it's hydro city <laughs> and it's that whole thing of like you grew up your whole like childhood saying this one thing, and no matter how much proof there is, you're right, damn it. Yeah. Um, that was a weird tangent. I liked it. Back to Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy and Vivisex 6, if you will. You can say Vi. Vi. It's your podcast. Do what you want. And not only the whole the whole entire record covers like covers the controversial topic of vivisection, but it doesn't it doesn't only stop there. It also goes into covering what was going on at on at the time, like the um, wars going on in the Middle East and the usage of chemical weapons used on like citizens in the Middle East, which unfortunately is actually still relevant today in today's present political climate. And um, understatement of the century, a bummer, but. Doesn't it just depress the shit out of you when um, you're listening to like a record from the 80s? Yeah, or the from 90s the 80s, and, and then so you realize, relevant? oh, the same shit is going on right now. It's almost as if they could um, re-release the same record today, except for swapping out certain political figures' names, and it would still totally be a relevant subject going over into the like into the music scene. Change like five names around, and you could interchange the first body count record yeah. with the latest one. It's pretty depressing actually take reagan reagan youth's catalog switch it to trump youth and literally yeah, and it doesn't it's have the, the same s- flow to it but <laughs> it doesn't have the you're, same you're trail. not wrong trump um, trump youth <laughs> i mean hell doa did it they changed fucked up ronnie to fucked up donnie that has a great flow yeah that that has a great fucked flow up to donnie. it fuck both those assholes <laughs> Ronald yeah. Reagan's another key figure, another like key political figure in the eighties that Perfect I had segue. no idea that I had no idea I about and planned out entirely. Yeah, I had no idea about or who this asshole was and all these benefits that it was cutting up until I started like really like researching the fuck out of all these mm-hmm. topics that Skinny Puppy was covering throughout throughout their lyrics. And I mean, it did it. It did not only end with like animal animal advocacy. They really dove into like talking about like social issues in the world even like even branching out from stuff that was going on in globally like they was are it, they are uh, huge something of like a comparison between the animals used in these experiments and the human race used like was that what it was going for because I, I i haven't listened to skinny puppy almost at all it, it was it tackling all these different issues or was it comparing this real like visceral image that we all haven't uh idea of to what's happening to the human race as a whole 
Uh, more or less, yes. But um, honestly, like throughout the album, the key theme of the album was tackling animal animal vivisection. But okay. it also played into talking about um, different different other issues going on in the world, such as like the usage of chemical weapons on people. And um, substance abuse, drug use, drug addiction was like a huge like role in the album as well, along with different different um, diseases that were like being discovered. Like AIDS is a topic that they uh, that they frequently discuss, mostly in like the song uh, "First Aid" or "State Aid," not "State Aid." That's off of uh, "Cleanseful Manipulate." But um, overall, just like all these different all these different things that were going on at like. During during the late 1980s, early 90s, mm-hmm. I had no idea about being in middle school when I discovered them. So that led me to like looking up what these songs were about. What were they talking about? Later on, jumping probably like what, like nearly 10 years ahead. Wow, I've been listening to them to a long fucking time. <laughs> I uh, it led me to uh, totally like led me to like take part in majoring in history and yeah. learning about so learning that was more the next question i had issues. where where was the moment where it became and this is getting more just into history in general rather than skinny puppies influence but where did it become less of an interest and more of something you wanted to pursue in your life it became that actually honestly probably about uh Recently, almost like one or two years ago, I finally discuss. I finally decided. You know what? I could. Was it that? Oh shit! I've got to declare a major. Uh, 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 I did okay <laughs> in that in school. I don't suck at that. Let me do that. Pretty, pretty much so. That's because, exactly yeah, what I did. <laughs> originally, I was thinking uh, I could be like a journalist, you know, and like write for a newspaper or even work in like the human the human rights field because I mean. That's kind of like that's kind of, that's that's pretty punk rock in a way. Yeah. But then I realized, eh, journalism is a dying career, and working for the human rights that's going to involve me going to uh, some it's places. It's funny you where... say that because this is a form of journalism to an extent. Hella unprofessional. Hey! But we're reporting You're on totally new right. stuff happening. <laughs> we're sharing our opinions. It's. Can I major in this? Can I make a career? Can out I major of this? in podcasting. I could do. I could fucking major in dude, podcasting. I'm telling you, double dude, major in hardcore. Spin it a certain way. You could definitely put this on a resume, though. You're absolutely right. And I got. We got so many followers, right, guys? You guys out there that are you listening, Ruben from Through and Through, <laughs> down in Terror. Ricky from you guys Down will, in Terror. Can yeah. you give me a recommendation? You guys will letter? totally drop me a, as a reference, um, right? <laughs> I, that, that's the, one of the biggest things I've learned doing theaters. You can bullshit anything into a resume if you do it right. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, that's just so crazy to me that listening to an album, a certain album at a a certain time in your life completely affected the path you were on. And like it it got to the point where it wasn't even the music influence. It was just um, it it was because Skinny Puppy had gotten you into history. It was a not Skinny Puppy's influence. It was just your interest in history that led you on. Oh, yeah. But. Like, like you don't consciously think skinny puppy. I'm gonna major in history, but I just love that you can trace all that stuff back to this one moment where you were listening to an album at just the right time. I have actually um, a perfect example of how skinny puppy impacted like my inspiration to become like knowledgeable of historic events in the song Assimilate, probably mm-hmm. arguably their most popular song. They sample the uh, the movie Marathon Man without diving into too much of what Marathon Man Marathon Man is about. It pretty much the plot revolves around this evil doctor, Doctor Mangala, who was 
um, of presence during uh, World War II in um, conducting oh. some heinous experiments on the on, uh, um, angel on, of death. The, yes, that guy, that's yeah. right, the angel of death, and. Um, they were they were sampling that they were sampling that movie. The sample goes, "Is it safe?" And I have I actually have not gone around to seeing the rest of Marathon Man, but um, after hearing that, I it led me to look up, look that up, and realize, oh wait, this is about this is a, this is a, this is a movie about an actual like evil son of a bitch that conducted some like heinous experiments, and then that led me to like getting involved in the like reading up on like World War Two some more rather than just like reading about it in a classroom and everything, this was actually like impacting my interest a little bit more. It's kind of like off topic, sort of on topic actually. Still related to Skinny Puppy. Um, last year at the Radfest after show for uh, Thursday, I had the privilege of meeting um, Jeff Rickley, the uh, singer of Thursday. And me being like me with like my bubbly personality, I uh, I tell I tell him I told him, hey. I'm a really huge fan of your of your song Autobiography of a Nation and right off the bat you already know that song is going to be about <laughs> going to be about some kind of like US United States American history and I told I even and I went into telling him like I I really like that song it plays such a role on like what I'm doing in my life I'm currently like majoring in history specifically um, U.S. history after 18 after the 1950s, mm. and then I even went into te- went into telling him the story about how about how the album Vivisect Vi Vivisect Six, if you will, Your played, a, <laughs> play, played a role played a role in shaping my mindset. And surprisingly enough, he even tells me, "Oh, that's my favorite Skinny Puppy record," and he even begins to name drop a few songs off the record. I remember, so, um, yeah. I was listening to a episode of the 100 Words or Less podcast where um, he was interviewing Davey Havoc, and he was talking about um, growing up listening to Skinny Puppy, and I sent you that, and you were freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool when other musicians you look up to were influenced by the same records you were. And I mean, Skinny Puppy is honestly, like, and to me, such a rarity, because growing up, Aside from aside from Zach, Zach is probably like the closest the person that I am closest to who has like the same level of knowledge of industrial music, if not more, if not he's a step up than me. But overall, Zach and like, I are like the devil and angels on your shoulder. He's industrial and I'm hardcore. Yep. <laughs> and we're just like listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Listen to Half Heart. No, listen like, to Ministry. Uh, Thursday. <laughs> uh-huh. Fuck it, going with Thursday. I mean, like growing up, I never, I rarely came across anyone that had any like knowledge of skinny puppy because I isn't mean they that, attracted mostly an older fan. That's base going too. back to just the music in general, but isn't that there's something about like that band that you find that no one else knows. Yes. And that's your fucking team and you'll go to bat for them any day whenever it's like, what is that shit? And you're like, let me tell you let what me tell that you shit this is, is let me put on last rights for you. You're not gonna like this, but let me tell you that this is the most like frameworking piece of just like I can't even put into words like the magnificent I, beauty of their music. I was uh working on a show and I Leaves put me speechless. <laughs> I, I was working on a play and I put the um a Thursday song in the pre-show playlist which like is the songs that play as people are coming into the theater. Yeah. And I always make try to make them like thematic somewhat. I'm like like it was an angsty show so Thursday <laughs> fit and I was just listening to everyone go like 
oh, taking this back to the 2000s, this is angsty, My Chemical Romance. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm going to educate you about some Get it right, all right? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, overall, I just love that band so much. And I look forward- Are we forward, talking about Thursday or Skinny Puppy now? I love both of them, but I love Skinny Puppy more. I just look forward to the day that like, I could- Meet both Kevin and Ogre. How many times have you seen Skinny Puppy and their related projects? I've seen Skinny Puppy a total of three times. Twice in Chicago at the Vic Theater. Once on the uh, so down the so no, I saw them in Milwaukee at the Rave mm-hmm. on uh, down the Sociopath tour, which was probably my uh, favorite time seeing them. But I oh. Zach and I, I'm not sure. You you might be interested in checking this out. Um, Ogre, their vocalist, his uh, solo project is actually coming to Chicago. Oh, yeah. Logan, get me on that. that fucking set list so I can meet him. Get you on the set list? All yeah, right, that's too. Let me perform. called Teddy Groan. <laughs> <laughs> Never yes, before heard me. <laughs> uh, no, everyone in Chicago has heard that. Trust me. I uh, do shit. Yep. <laughs> um... My, uh, I'll squeeze in my story because it's not as eventful as yours. Um, That's, yeah. But so, like I said, I'm a theater major, and I don't think there was a conscious moment where I'm like, I'm going to do theater because of the music I'm into. But like you were saying, listening to music and listening to words got me thinking about a lot of different issues, be it political, social animal rights which i'm constantly kicking i i have a lot of self uh loathing issues in regards to veganism because i'm always listening like gorilla biscuits and other and earth crisis and good clean fun and really wanting to go vegan feeling like i should go vegan but i'm i'm weak-minded all those vegan straight edge kids are gonna crowd kill me now funny story i really like meat and cheese i'm sorry (laughs) i'm trying Funny story. Um, Skinny Puppy led me to becoming, led me to going vegetarian for about like a month or so when I was about uh, 12 years old. <laughs> I, yeah. I fucked up though. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but that first time listening to Cats and Dogs by Gorilla Biscuits, didn't you just feel like a piece of shit? Yeah. Because you, nine, I'm guessing you had just eaten a hamburger if you're anything like me. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to listen to this GB song. Oh, man. I'm a. Versus me, it was like I went through a period in my life where I was just like, man, I really want to be Nivik Ogre, not go through like the shit that he did, not do the drugs he did or anything. I just want to be him with like the teased out hair and shit like that and the hitting stage covered in fake blood and doing all these like fucking like spooky zombie-ish effects and everything. And then I just decided Um, to become my own person, I guess. So (laughs) Yeah, so music... Like, I, I recognized the effect music had had on me. Yeah. And I knew that, like, I always blew music up to art in general. And so yeah. I knew art ha- had that ability to have that effect on someone. And I wanted to, you know, pay that forward in a sense and ha- give have an effect on someone the way this art had on me. Oh, yeah. And um, a combination of that and just, like I said, the crunch of I have to declare a major. Uh, theater's the only thing I didn't consistently screw up on. I guess I'll pursue that in college. Um, and so, you know, I applied to DePaul. I got into the theater school as I'm not really a directing student because it's a concentration and I've got problems with my major. But I'm studying theater. Um, and I remember... Uh, freshman year we were going around and people were saying why they want to do theater and I'm like or why are you a theater artist and I that was the first time I said it out loud was then and I said 
I don't consider myself a theater artist. I just consider myself part of this larger art community and theater is just my avenue to get to the table. So I want to be in conversation with all the musicians and all the visual artists and performance artists and just that, that, you know, universal art community. Um, yeah, I don't have as in depth of a story as you do, but <laughs> it's mostly just that desire to pay forward what, you know, different musicians impact they had on me. And I don't know. I feel like my whole punk rock ethos influences theater a lot for me, at least like, um, I really want to do the crucible one day with all the, you know, No, don't do the crucible. It's not historically accurate. It's historically. It wasn't written to be historically accurate. Okay. This is, that's the thing. That's the problem. This is where theater majors majors fight. You need to pay tribute to history. Correct. We're going to have to start another, podcast for me to argue about this but arthur miller didn't write it to be historically accurate i know he didn't and that's where he fucked up he should have wrote it to be historically do you know what metaphor is i know what it is but i mean like i don't understand it though (laughs) i only use them every day Um, it's the one that's like using as right and no that's a simile that's smile that's simile all right um but so hey anyone at depaul who asked why why you do theater if you're so into music listen to this podcast and I'll tell you why. And I've definitely brought uh, music into my various theater yeah. projects. Um, it's just, it influences my life, so why shouldn't it reflect in our work? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think what's what's very important is that you're pursuing something that you enjoy doing, and also it's something that you could like reflect back on and relate it to music right. much like history with what I'm doing. I mean, there's been like countless times where I would be like writing paper after paper and I would, and I would just like think back to myself, like, all right, I'm writing about like the, uh, the coup in like Nicaragua. Oh man, this reminds me of a race trader song or I'm writing about, um, Tiananmen square. You this reminds me race trader to help I with a paper one race time trader to help me with a paper. And they referred to, they referenced me so many incredible books That's that I could have read, but it was, it was due like the day, the day late, a right. day later, but um, still thank you race trader. <laughs> this, this episode is essentially just going to be me and Ted fanboying because I gush about abuse of power. And then you gush about skinny puppy. I love skinny and puppy. There's like a review and like a conversation in there somewhere, yeah. but it, you got to look for it. Um, what you been listening to lately? Any bands you want to hype as we come to, to a close? Puppy every day of my fucking life. <laughs> I know this band doesn't need any hyping, but wait, I've wait, been... hold on. It was right on like the tip of my tongue. Uh, check out this Scrams band called I Hate Sex from I believe some. They're from Edmonton, Canada. I'm a really big fan of their of um one of their. You're still one. trying to be into this whole Scrams thing, huh? Uh we gotta go. And Zach and I got got something. Pl- Great. We don't. Right. No. Con- let okay. me let me know when you want intervention to be on a split with you. Um, Most definitely. Neither of these bands exist for anyone who's looking for them. Um, names are copyrighted, by the way. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave our names away. Um, this band doesn't need any hyping, but I've been listening to Incendiary Record nonstop. That band is so good. That album is so good. Uh, I know our buddy Eric from last episode is chomping at the bit to come on here and talk about all the new music that's coming out. Don't worry. We got you a spot. Um, In terms of bands to hype up, uh, for a long time, North Carolina has been the state for the straight edge youth crew, even more so than like Atlanta, because Atlanta's got a diverse scene and, um, you know, especially Charlotte is just pumping out straight edge band, straight edge band, straight edge band. Um, 
Refocus, Substance, who I'm seeing in June. Looking forward to that. Uh, and Rapid Change, who sadly just played their last show. Um, all great, straight-edge youth crew bands. In that vein, there are two new bands on the scene, uh, Magnitude and Search for Purpose. Search for Purpose released a demo last year, but they've got a, a single and a B-side up on their band camp that came out in April, and Magnitude just dropped their first demo in April as well. Um, Gotta check those out. Super great two-steppy straight-edge youth crew. On uh, the other side of the hardcore perspe- uh, hardcore spectrum, for those of our for those of our listeners who are really into uh, beatdown or um, it's tagged as death metal, I get kind of an industrial vibe from it. But uh, Meth Witch is a uh, uh, you were showing me the song. Yeah, isn't that the album that Brian from Drowning did a guest vocal spot on? He did a guest vocal spot on um, on one of the songs on the um, on the record. It's really heavy hitting. It's this from what Brian has uh, has explained to me. It's one guy who does everything the guitar work the drums he oh shit. pretty much That's like cool. trent reznor's it and does a uh, excellent job at it and i look forward to uh talking talking more about more about that more about that recording i don't mean he trent reznor's it in a bad way because i've shit on trent reznor in the past the man is an incredibly talented talented musician i look forward to more um covering covering meth which they're uh his, Any, his material uh, Later on, I just down started the line. talking while you were finishing your thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, any shows you'd want to hype up? Let's see. What do we got coming up? There's a there's that show at the Shy Town Football. I through away, ju- through and through Orthodox. Oh, that's um, June 4th. Yeah, at June Royal 4th. Skate. Who's opening? Uh, I believe Decline. Not oh, opening. Sorry, through and who's through. headlining? Orthodox, I believe. Right, it's Orthodox, and is Breaking Wheel playing that? Uh, I think so. I, I don't have I'm it in front of me. Not hundred percent sure. I, I'm rusty, but I'm stoked that Through and Through, Decline, and Bruise are all playing together. I love all three of those bands. I'm so stoked to finally see them all in one place. Um, through and Through and Decline are pretty tight with each other, and I'm surprised I haven't seen them play together. You know, now's your chance more. to see him play together. I'm so stoked. Um, you said you've got me a ride to that, right? Uh, yeah, good. I'm holding <laughs> you to that. Um, I know but you will. You, you drew attention to it. I want to talk about a tour this summer. DC Hardcore Heroes Give and Protester are going out on tour, and each show they've got three openers booked. Um, and so, uh, you mentioned it, it's at Chi Town Football in the Chicago stop. And the openers are Red Delicious, Judy and the Jerks, and Tigress. And I got to see Tigress open for Pure Disgust, and that band is really great. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to make it to that one, but the Atlanta stop I'm super stoked for because Substance, that straight-edge band from North Carolina I was talking about, is opening along with Pay to Come, who we will talk about soon in another episode. <laughs> And except, uh, I, I think I mentioned him at the very beginning. Uh, You've talked about Justin except. Little's new band, the former singer of Conduit, which was another band I loved. Uh, both of those bands are opening, and it's going to be a sick show. All these, I think, are happening in DIY spots for most of the oh, tour, tight. which will also be great. Um, but, you know, other dates have Crime Watch opening. There's a date with Spine. It's really, it's it's like a Faces of Modern Hardcore tour. Yeah. Given protests are going around giving all these great bands a platform, which I, I love. 
Give, um, giving platform. Give, give, give. I'm give, give, super give. stoked to see that show. <laughs> That'll be my first show back home in Atlanta for the summer. So for sure. Cool. Any other thoughts? We we're about at time. Fucking love Skinny Puppy, and I thank them every day for impact for having such an impact on my life. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks to everyone who stuck with us for that two week hiatus we had. Uh, hopefully, it won't happen again. Um, and sorry if this episode felt a little rusty. We're getting back into our flow, but we just riff today. Just riffing is not going anywhere. Um, but until next time, thanks everyone. We'll be here tomorrow. We'll be here next year. a sample of me hitting ted with a microphone yeah ow oh ha yeet make sure you can still read those dude all right um when then becomes now heavy riff sludgy youth of today vocals vibe 1989 did you listen to this ep yes i did